0: This podcast is intended for healthcare professionals only. Welcome to the Diabetes Knowledge and Practice Podcast, your bi-weekly source of news, views, and updates in diabetes care. Today's episode is supported by an educational grant from Novo Nordisk AS, who has had no influence on the content or choice of faculty. As always, I'm James Bannister.
1: And I'm Emma Phillips. We've discussed initiating injectable therapy a lot lately with a particular focus on insulin, Today's episode will focus on titration approaches and how to implement recommendations of patient self-directed titration. We'll discuss a few examples of these tools and then join Dr. Ronald Goldenberg for a discussion of how to consider all these data in the context of clinical decision making.
0: If you're already familiar with the self-titration algorithms available, please do skip ahead to the expert interview around the five minute mark. And as always, all references we discuss in the session are available in the episode description. In previous episodes, we have reviewed the importance of considering hypoglycemia and glucose monitoring approaches in people initiating insulin. Pulling these ideas together leads to a clear question. What is the optimal way to titrate insulin to an effective dose? Escalating too quickly can risk hypoglycemia, but failing to escalate rapidly enough will mean the person with diabetes is unnecessarily exposed to prolonged hyperglycemia. This has led to a growing consensus across clinical care to instruct patients to self-titrate rather than wait for physician-directed increases in dosage. Both the 2018 ADA-EASD Position Statement and 2020 ADA Standards of Care note that patient self-titration is more effective than physician-directed approaches, recommending the use of evidence-based titration algorithms to assist dose adjustment based on self-monitoring of blood glucose. Today we're looking at three example algorithms from the following clinical trials. Atlantis, Predictive, and Insight.
1: The Atlantis trial compared two treatment algorithms for patients initiating treatment with insulin glargine U100 over 24 weeks. The first algorithm was a physician-managed algorithm, where the basal dose was adjusted at every clinician contact, with a maximum of 12 clinician contacts over 24 weeks. Where three-day mean fasting glucose, or FPG, was above target, the physician could increase the dose by 2 to 8 units, depending on how severely above target the patient was. The second algorithm was a self-directed algorithm managed by the patient themselves, where the basal dose was adjusted every three days. This algorithm was much simpler. Where mean FPG was above target, the patient would increase their dose by two units until it was between 5.5 and 6.7 millimoles per litre. The trial concluded that the self-directed algorithm provided significantly improved glycemic control with a low incidence of severe hyperglycemia compared with physician-managed titration.
0: Similarly, Predictive 303 was a trial that compared a patient self-adjusted dosing algorithm called the 303 algorithm with standard of care clinician-driven dose adjustments in a predominantly primary care setting over six months. Patients in both groups were either insulin-naive, or switched their basal insulin to Detemir. The 303 algorithm group increased or decreased their daily dose by three units every three days, depending on if their average FPG was above or below target, defined as 4.4 to 6.1 mmol per litre. If they were on target, patients maintained their dose. Meanwhile, the standard of care group received titration according to the investigator's local standard of care. Unlike Atlantis, this trial concluded that patients in the algorithm group achieved comparable glycemic control to the standard of care group, but with a higher risk of hypoglycemia, explained as likely due to the more aggressive insulin dose adjustments.
1: Finally, the INSIGHT trial compared two different titration algorithms, INSIGHT and ADDITION, both using insulin glargine U300 in people with type 2 diabetes. The insight algorithm involved patients adjusting their daily dose by one unit per day until reaching a target FPG range of between 4.4 and 5.6 millimoles per litre. The addition algorithm was more complex and similar to the predictive 303 algorithm, doses were increased or decreased by three units every three days, depending on if they were above or below the study's target range, again between 4.4 to 5.6 millimoles per litre. Additionally, if they were severely above or severely below target, they would increase their dose by 6 units or decrease it by at least 3 units depending on the investigator's discretion. Ultimately, the study concluded that outcomes from both groups were comparable and therefore the 1 unit a day algorithm resulted in a good safety profile, was effective and was preferred by healthcare professionals in a satisfaction questionnaire performed after the 12 week period.
0: So that's just three examples of three self-adjustment algorithms for people initiating basal insulin. But what lessons can we learn from these trials? And is there one specific algorithm that is currently recommended by Consensus Opinion? This week, we're joining Dr. Ronald Goldenberg from LMC Diabetes and Endocrinology in Thornhill, Canada to hear his thoughts on this matter. Thank you for joining us once again, Dr. Goldenberg. So today's first question, considering the trials we've discussed today, such as Atlantis, Predictive 303, and Insight, are there any trends seen between these algorithms that should impact practice?
2: So I think that what we've learned from these uh, titration uh, algorithm studies is that uh, patient self-adjustment algorithms do work in clinical practice, and clinicians should be utilizing uh, this option in order to get uh, their patients to a fasting glucose uh, uh, target. Uh, The other thing that uh, I think is quite relevant is that the target fasting glucose of four to 5.5 or so millimoles per liter makes a lot of sense and certainly seems to be more effective at optimizing the fasting glucose than targeting four to seven millimoles per liter, which is in many of the uh, diabetes guidelines, because what we've learned from these titration algorithms and other studies is that uh, if you target a fasting of 4 to 5.5 millimoles per litre, you're probably more likely to achieve your A1C target than if you target 4 to 7 millimoles per litre.
0: Wonderful. Thank you for such a detailed response. And looking across these algorithms, do you have a personal preference for any one in particular?
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm from Canada and I practice uh, diabetes in Canada. And so I like the Insight Protocol uh, because it started in uh, Canada and being a proud Canadian, I like to support that option. Um, we can use this Insight Protocol with Glargine U100, uh, Glargine U300 and uh, Detemir Insulin. Uh, but, the, you know, the reason I like INSIGHT, it's very easy for patients uh, to remember this uh, titration uh, algorithm and very easy for the clinician uh, to teach it. The o- the only exception to my using the INSIGHT protocol would be for insulin uh, degladec. And because it's much longer acting, uh, the titration, uh, I generally recommend every three to four days or sometimes once uh, weekly.
0: Marvellous. And you mentioned about patient education. How do you discuss self-titration with your patients?
2: So very simple to discuss the insight protocol with our patients. It's easy for them to remember. You start with 10 units once daily, and you increase by one unit once daily until you achieve a fasting glucose target of 4 to 5.5 or maybe 6 millimoles per litre. We highlight to our patients that there's really no maximum uh, for the insulin, that they stop titrating when they uh, achieve fasting glucose target. And obviously we uh, counsel them to be aware of uh, hypoglycemia. For insulin degladec, it's also quite simple to teach. Uh, I usually start with 10 units once again, and I counsel them to increase by two units every three or four days or sometimes four units once weekly, depending which option my patient uh, may prefer. So overall, very uh, uh, simple to convey the message to patients about uh, self-adjustment of their basal insulin.
0: Have you ever had an experience of a patient struggling with implementing a self-titration algorithm? And if so, how did you help them resolve this?
2: The commonest problem I encounter with self titration is some patients uh, become uh, fearful and concerned as they titrate their own insulin, they're not seeing great uh, results. And so I just reassure these patients that it sometimes takes time to optimize your fasting glucose, especially if you happen to be a patient that needs a large amount of insulin. And we just explained that uh, the goal of optimizing glycemia is in the long term. And if it takes a number of weeks to, to get down to target, they really should have uh, no uh, concern. And so sometimes we will get uh, phone calls from patients thinking that this insulin is not doing as well because they expect instantaneous success. And so we just tell them, stick with the protocol, uh, and you can expect you will see results down the road.
0: Fantastic. And finally, do you have any additional advice or practical tips for our listeners on how to implement these algorithms? For example, after handing these set of instructions over, how often should clinicians check up on patients? And is it a case of brief telemedicine appointments or more formalized in-person sessions?
2: Uh, yes, James, very important question because follow-up is key to... Uh Improve patient adherence and to ensure a successful experience uh, with basal insulin. Uh, So, I leave a lot of the initial follow up to our diabetes nurse educators, but certainly a clinician could do the same thing. Uh, In our practice, we have a protocol where the initial telephone uh, follow up uh, is done within 24 to 72 hours. Uh, At that point, we provide support to the patient and we reassure that they're following. The titration protocol. Uh, The next follow-up would be within about two weeks, where again we ensure that they're titrating as recommended and we check on how their glucose readings are doing. Subsequent to that there's a follow-up at about uh, one month uh, to make sure they're continuing with the uh, self-titration. And then at three months uh, often we'll see them back uh, in clinic and we arrange for an A1c test because we'd like to see the A1C coming uh, closer to target after three months. And then after a total of about six months, we would do another follow-up, again, uh, reassess the A1C. And this is where we're more likely uh, to consider intensification beyond the basal insulin, especially if your fasting glucose is at target, uh, but your A1C remains elevated.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for all your detailed advice today.
2: Thank you, James. always a pleasure speaking to you.
1: That's all the time we have for today. In summary, patient self-directed titration is more effective than physician-directed dose adjustment, allowing people to reach optimal basal doses much more rapidly than following multiple appointments. Of the different self-adjustment algorithms available, the INSIGHT protocol presents a useful tool, but ultimately it's your decision on which would best suit your patients. Whichever algorithm is selected, it's imperative to discuss these with those who are initiating insulin and answering any and all questions they may have about their regimen.
0: As we said earlier, all references and guidelines discussed today are available in the episode description. We'd also love to hear from you. As always, if you have any questions or comments about today's episode, please do tweet us at DKI Practice. If you haven't done so already, consider subscribing to this podcast in your favourite app, and please do recommend us to your colleagues. You can also access all of our free accredited CME content at knowledgeandpractice.eu. Thanks for listening.
1: We look forward to joining you next time, where we'll be comparing clinical trial data for different injectable regimens with Dr. Tim Heiser of the Profil Institute.